Hey, it's Simon. And this is Martina. And we're broadcasting out of Kichijoji, Tokyo, Japan, the homeliest part of Japan. Did you call it the homeliest? Because it's like our home. Home. Right. And we are finally back now in Japan. We spent almost a month in Canada. It's about the longest we've... I can't think of another time that we've gone on like a vacation to Canada for a month. Because... For those of you that don't know, um, Martina's dad had a very long and very like difficult illness. Uh, and every time we went back to Canada, it was tough. Like, and it was, it was critical usually. Like, yeah. Sometimes I went back without Simon just yeah. to take care of my dad because my mom was then hospitalized with mm-hmm. other issues. And then so it was constantly like stress. And, right. and, you know, I'm not saying that this wasn't a stressful holiday season because all of us experience stress during holiday time. It's always stressful in holidays. Um, but in this case, my dad died on January 4th. So we knew that it was going to be kind of like a first Christmas without my dad Mm -hmm. and my mom had her birthday and Mm -hmm. then we celebrated New Year's and then my dad died and Mm -hmm. it kind of seemed like this was was gonna be rough this was last year so this year was the first Mm -hmm. holidays that we're gonna spend back home yeah um without your dad I think it went pretty well Um, I think this was the best Christmas we've had it's been it was like I have mixed feelings of course because Uh I was sad not to have my dad around and stuff but I I tried to think of it from a different perspective which Uh was my dad is not suffering anymore and my mom is not suffering and my sister and I are not suffering that my dad is not like sick and dying we're suffering that we miss him but we were able to kind of be really positive and and um, on the day like his anniversary one year anniversary for death Uh I thought of like a really neat thing that we could do we call it like dad's way day yeah so instead of being really sad and crying Mm -hmm. kind of went the spudgy route yeah where I wanted to instead kind of like celebrate things that my dad liked memorialize them yeah but in a way that wasn't like you know um you know cheesy or it was just like my dad was croatian and he liked croatian food so like why don't we eat croatian food today like why don't we we didn't do this but i wanted to go like watch a movie that my dad would watch like so your dad liked kung fu movies he liked cowboy movies Mm -hmm. we could have watched one of those Mm -hmm. instead of like spending the day just thinking about it and being sad this Mm -hmm. is like what can we do that like celebrates his memory yeah like what has he taught me that i enjoyed that i can then continue on and impress onto my niece and nephew as they grow up and they know that there's going to be dad's way day and yeah. like, you know, granddaddy was so cool. And yeah. like, I want to kind of, you know, do that kind of a route. And so I think like this time that we spent in Canada was actually quite good. It's one of the rare times that we actually went somewhere without filming a video. Like we were, we were pretty stressed. Yeah. It's, it's very stressful. Like, it's stressful. And I missed you guys. If I have to be truthfully honest about it. Right. Like we, we miss talking to people. We see comments from people saying, Hey, where are you? We miss you. Like, Hey, we, we miss you too. But yeah. we, we discussed, in Canada mm-hmm. we've never gone on a vacation and not filmed something mm-hmm. when we went to Barcelona when we went to Rome mm-hmm. when, like we always are filming Vietnam yeah. like any anniversary or anything that's supposed to be like a private time to yeah. um, kind of like unwind yeah. I'm not saying that I'm doing things like I'm having to film a video in Vietnam and we're like oh you've ruined our honeymoon nothing like that yeah, like yeah. I'm just saying that you have a different mindset when you're thinking about what to film and how you want to share things with people. But sure. this time around, I was like, I think I should unplug. Uh-huh. And even though I had all these urges to film things for you guys, oh and my put gosh, things up, yeah. I said to myself, I'm going to try and focus on what I'm feeling, uh-huh. which is feeling sad or feeling sick yeah. or dealing with my dad. I'm going to try not to um, escape uh-huh. through um, pleasurable work or burying yourself in work. Like we can sometimes do mm-hmm. like, instead of like coping with things or like, let's just work really, really hard on something and turn we... my head too hard and hurt my neck there. <laughs> We, we didn't do that this time. And as a result, I think we, we had a good time in Canada. We're back in Japan now yeah. and we're ready to start filming. We're, we're filming a podcast now, yeah. so I'm, I'm happy about I'm that. I'm happy with our trip to Canada, but I will not say that I'm recharged. 
I, I don't feel mm. like I came back like I'm so recharged. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited to be back home. Yeah. I feel like I understand my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I get the food that I can consume. I know where things are. You know, that's the thing is that when you go back to your home country, uh-huh. since we've been living overseas now for like 12 years, yeah. Canada is our home. We right. were born there and we did grow up there and stuff. Yeah. But countries and cities change. Yeah. They change and they grow and yeah. they grow without you if you're gone. And then you coming back to visit for two, three weeks mm-hmm. is really just kind of like... um meeting the city for the first time again so right. there were a couple of like funny things that we experienced while we were in canada that were um new to us we wanted to go to canada and view ourselves as tourists mm-hmm. be like we ha- we don't live here mm-hmm. this, this isn't like our home this is where we were born but it's not our home let's try to like experience what like tourists mm-hmm. are like, like approach like, it with a positive attitude yeah. you know let's try to experience some canadian things like you go to japan you want to do japan things we're in canada what are some canadian things mm-hmm. and the funny thing we found in our like first two weeks in Canada, this this epiphany came a little bit later. Every time we wanted to go eat somewhere, like let's eat something, let's get some poutine, let's go to Tim Hortons or something like that. We'd always be like, no, but there's this good pho place. There's a really we good like. Vietnamese shop up the right. street that we haven't gone to in a while. So then we went there and we loved it. Mississauga Full Come 99. Mm. Whoop, 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 whoop. Dixie right Road on Dixie. Nonetheless. And right the next day after that, we're like, okay, no, now we're going to get something we're gonna Canadian. We're going to do something Canadian. Let's get a burger or... Go for dim sum. We could go for dim sum. And we went down to like Roll Sun Dim Sum, which is on Spadina Mm -hmm. in Toronto. It's across from the Kensington Market entrance way. Whoop, 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 Roll Sun. It's it's the best. And I want to do a little bit of a side note here. I love that place so much more now than before. Thanks to, I think her name was Joyce Mm -hmm. that was working there. It was either Joy or Joyce. And Joy. I just, joy. Because she emanated. She had such an amazing... Joy, if you're listening. I yes. hope it is Joy. You had such a brilliant smile. Uh-huh. You were so happy. Right. And, and like you could feel the positive. Yeah. I sound like a hippie. Rolling <laughs> off of her. Right. And it was the busiest day. We, we had already gone before. I mean, Because we, no. we, we went on... We went on... We did. This is our second time going. <laughs> yes, okay. So we went on New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Very, very packed. But yes. New Year's Day is like, you know, it's exciting to go for... Uh-huh. Dim sum and everything else is closed. So more people are like going to the mm-hmm. Chinese restaurants before... All the Chinese restaurants are like, we're not celebrating. Yeah, it's just to care. the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. It's like January 25th or so is yeah. like Chinese New Year, I right. think. But um, so they're just like, whatever. And we love Rosan. Like yeah. it's it's really special to us. Mm-hmm. So to find that somebody that watches our video works there was delightful. I felt like we were opposite fans. Like yeah. She's like, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you guys came here. I'm such a fan. And I'm like, like I'm a fan. I love the work that you do. The dim sum episode that you did last week. I mean, your Hargar folds are unbelievable. Have you tried the shumai lately? Like it's so much fun. And it was the reason why I loved it so much was because then Joyce was like, hey, you should try this out. And she started recommending things that we've never tried before. She said they're off menu, but they're only available till a certain time. And I was like, there were these like crackers. It looked like two like uh, wonton wrappers that were like put together and then deep fried and in the middle they put shrimp and green onion and something it was just like this mm. cracker sandwich that was like crunchy on the and outside and had mayo on the side which oh. by the way if you thrust me back 12 years ago and yeah. told me to dip something in mayo I'd be yeah. like what's wrong with you for right. real and now I was like mayonnaise I loved it. Loved it, it. And every time we go back now, I'm going to order that specific thing. So thank you, Joy or Joyce, for this great memory. And the whole point of the side note is that um, we realized that comfort food for us is just Asian food. We had Vietnamese food, yes. Chinese food. Um, then we had dim sum. Mm-hmm. I say dim sum and Chinese food separately. I know it's mm-hmm. the same in a way. But dim sum, uh-huh. usually you go to like a dim sum place for yeah. it. And Chinese food, we'd go for Chinese food. We had Thai food. Order delivery uh, order delivery Chinese we did oh as well. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went for sushi with my sister. Right. 
and I think this was our the epiphany moment for me mm-hmm. because when I said to my sister, you know, at first we were talking about how ashamed we were that we kept going for Asian food. Yeah. Like we kept being like, we need to eat more Canadian food and uh-huh. we keep going back to Asian food and we're not like yeah. opening up our minds yeah. and exploring the way that most people... We had poutine, by the way, twice. Yes, we did. And so we were like, you know, what else can we do? And then I went for sushi with my sister and she was like, are you sure you want to go for sushi? Yeah. She's like, this is my favorite shop, but I'm just saying, like yeah. you live in Japan. And yeah. I told her... It's different though. Like Toronto sushi tastes different. Like yeah. Vancouver sushi tastes different. Right. If you have a California roll, P.S. from Vancouver, invented uh-huh. by a Canadian chef. Right. I don't know why he called it a California roll. Why yeah. did you call it a Vancouver roll? Jesus. Anyways, I had a, I had California rolls. Yeah. I had salmon. I even had salmon sashimi yeah. and I noticed that it tasted exactly like how I remember it. Oh. It's a creamy toronto tasting salmon yeah. and, and the big epiphany i had was remember when we found out that salmon in japan is usually not popular because they don't eat raw salmon yeah. in japan yeah as it can have parasites in it so yeah. they always bring stuff from norway right so we're technically eating norwegian salmon uh-huh. in japan right they're not necessarily importing like atlantic salmon or toronto or vancouver salmon uh-huh. yeah so the salmon we're having in canada is just different location salmon maybe maybe it's farm salmon yeah but the point is is that food tastes different in different countries everywhere you go you could make the exact same food with Mm -hmm. the exact same recipe and it'll taste completely different today we had a our our lumpies are so we usually do like spinach with a lemon apple ginger and mint Mm -hmm. and we blend that all up you guys have seen us do those like lumpies before yeah. yeah and we drink those we had that in Canada, but the lemons are so much more sour. Mm-hmm. Like I had to do a lot more work to try to balance out that sourness. It was just a completely different drink. You can't expect that you have one recipe here. It's going to taste the same there. Mm-hmm. It's always different. I think it's just that uh, we discussed this with like Chef Suga as well. And I mm-hmm. always say the word wrong, like terroir. Or terroir, yeah. I was like, what's terroir? Like, what do you, what does this mean? Like yeah. when I first started hearing about it with wine and uh-huh. grapes and all that stuff. Yeah. But what I realized is it's not an artsy thing and it's not a hipstery thing. The soil and mm-hmm. the ground that is being producing vegetables and growing animals and all that stuff, yeah. the water you use to feed your things, all of this goes into the product, yeah. the plant, the animal, and then you eat that and it affects you, right? Uh-huh. So I had to burp and I hope you guys didn't hear it. You, I didn't hear it, no. But if you're watching the podcast. You've seen it. You've seen it. <laughs> the filter stopped. The it's a pop filter. It's yeah. a It's a burp filter as I well. I burped and it was like... Uh-huh. Um, the point is, is that when we went to LA yeah. and we went out with our friend Jen and she took yeah. us for a really good naengmyeon in, yeah. in uh, K-Town in LA, uh-huh. the naengmyeon broth tasted great. Yeah. The noodles were the correct noodles. Yeah. The beef tasted different, but mm-hmm. it was good. It was still acceptable. And yeah. the cucumbers on top were the... Totally threw, Totally threw me off. Yep. Korean cucumbers taste like Korean cucumbers. Uh-huh. I didn't know there was a difference right? until I went to Korea. When sure. you have kimbap in Korea, when you have naengmyeon in Korea, mm-hmm. it tastes a particular way because the cucumbers were grown using... Korean rain and yeah. Korean soil. So in Canada, we realized that there's all these huge differences in taste uh-huh. that we never even thought of before. Right. And we're not saying bad or good. Just we're different. just saying it's different, right? And the point is mm-hmm. our tastes have very much changed for an Asian palate now. I We didn't have rice. We didn't go to Tim Hortons. Right. We didn't even go to Tim Hortons when we were in Canada. We always do. Yeah. But I found myself craving Asian food. Yeah. I wanted rice. Yeah. You went to hang out with your friend Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so fun. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. It was a hilarious situation because uh-huh. Mickey and I messaged each other like uh-huh. online, you know, and she was like, oh, I'm going to Japan this year. 
literally two days after you arrive. I know. Which she never really comes that often to Japan. Uh. We could have seen each other, but in the end, she was quite sick in Japan, so she couldn't. But the point is, is I went to her house. I hung out with her and her kids. We actually ordered pizza. You spoke Japanese to them. We spoke the kids. Which freaked them out. It was amazing. Uh Like I, I, it was this weird situation where I'm talking to like one of my best and oldest friends Mm -hmm. who I could never communicate before with in her home tongue. Mm -hmm. I only spoke to her in English, you know, and her mom, when we found out that she had some Korean, Mm -hmm. we were like holy cow so when we came back from korea we yeah. spoke with her in korean yeah, yeah. and then now i was able to like speak a little bit of japanese with her kids uh-huh. and a little bit of english and we would just fluently like mickey and i talked like as if it was just normal yeah i'd be like you know i think it's pretty daijobu if you think mm. about that but mm. like the important thing is like you can feel super ganky as long as you know that it's and it was just like normal conversational tone right without the actual correct pronunciation of japanese sure you just use the word as replacement and you and i do that all the time i still yeah. call you yobo of course i haven't been able to shake the korean yobo way we still say things like oh my god oh it's okay it's super chua out like you just kind of merge it there's no proper way to speak language Mm. this is all just like we're grasping at straws here trying to find a way to get what's in here into other people's minds yeah And, and i had the most incredible epiphany with mickey okay do you remember what she told me she said that her whole life growing up she had a tough time with people saying that she was apologizing too much they would say, we're yeah. going to give her a ride home. Is it yeah. okay? Mickey said, thank you so much. Oh, sorry. And yeah. they'd be like, why are you always apologizing? Yeah, yeah. And then she said to me that she realizes mm. it's the simimasen. Yes. And simimasen in Japanese has loaded meaning. It's not just an apology. No, if I need to get by somebody, uh-huh. I can say simimasen, yeah. which means, excuse me. Yeah. If I bump into somebody, I uh-huh. can say, oh, simimasen. Like the way you say it, you're like, simimasen. Yeah. Like you kind of are really more yeah. expressive about what you did wrong. Even when I pick up a package, like when the delivery guy comes and brings something yeah. to us, like for yeah. Amazon or whatnot, like he'll give it to me and be like, ah, simimasen, simimasen. Like, why are you apologizing? You're bringing me a gift. Yeah. Right? yeah. This is my birthday. But they're trying to say, sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that like I've been inconvenienced you. I don't even think you, you could translate it because sorry isn't even the right thing. You know sorry. what I mean? But yeah. we realize that Japan and Canada kind of work really well this way uh-huh. because their simimasen culture is the closest we've ever seen mm-hmm. for the Canadian story yes, culture. Yes. The amount of like, sorry for bumping into people or apologizing for things. Mm-hmm. I felt so naturally comfortable with it yeah, as a yeah. Canadian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, the point is, is that mm-hmm. Mickey was saying that she realized her whole life she was using substitute words in Japanese for mm-hmm. English and right. she thought that they were um, equal. They're not. But they weren't. And no. the thing that I brought up to her was um, her mom always saying to me, is that so? Is that so? So when I talked to her, her mom would go, oh, is that so? Uh, and then I told her, yeah. the epiphany I had was, so desne. So. So this means like, it's kind of like a conversation mm-hmm. mover. So yeah. If, yeah. if I tell Simon, if you're telling me a story like... It's like a yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, kind of like, thing. you know, uh-huh. and then it caught on fire. I'd be like, oh, really? so yeah. say, so. so. Or if you're like, it was such a hard flight to be like, so, so, so. so, so, so. It's so. kind of like, oh my God, or mm. oh gosh, or totally, or I get it. It keeps you know? a conver- it greases the conversation, you That's a nice say. way to say yeah, it, yeah. 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 A little, little <laughs> so on there. Yeah. And so Mrs. Tomato would always replace that with, is that so, is that so? And yeah. when I was growing up, I always thought, how interesting. Yeah. Like most people don't... I remember that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it very weird about her saying, is that so, is that so? I liked it, but I was a little bit... like. I've never yeah. heard someone mm. do that, right? Yeah. And so um, I think that growing up in Canada and having so many cultures around us with different people speaking different mm-hmm. versions of English mm-hmm. really kind of like grease the wheel for us sure, to understand yeah. languages and how to learn them. Because yeah. even with your parents, like your mom will say certain phrases that I know in English aren't uh-huh. the right 
isn't the right description. Yeah. Like she loves fantasy, yeah. but she doesn't mean fantasy like, yeah. you know, erotic fantasy or yeah. like f- Dungeons and Dragons. She means like imagination and colorful creativity thing, and creativity. Col- fantasy isn't the right word, but right. I, th- I think it might be a translation from like fantasia of like in Polish and maybe she just using the closest translation. For sure, but the know? point is, is that my mind is beyond open to this because mm-hmm. my dad spoke Croatian as his first language and then English. Mm-hmm. My grandmother had such a thick accent, Baca, mm-hmm. and Baca would always use particular um words or phrases that mm-hmm. grammatically or or whatever weren't correct mm-hmm. but it never i never thought of it that way which yeah. is why you and i always try to emphasize to people that we really hate when people judge people for language skills yep. i think it's a real debbie downer uh-huh. to tell somebody that they're not pronouncing something not in a not in a nice way is what i mean like yeah. there's lots of you guys that have been amazing where i first started writing things like tonkatsu instead yeah. of tonkotsu yeah. like the difference between um uh-huh. beef oh sorry pork pork cutlet cutlet and, uh, and broth, broth yeah. right so thank you guys for that that really yeah. helped me out like that's literally using mm-hmm. the incorrect word sure but if someone doesn't say something properly or the pronunciation isn't right and yeah. you're like ripping into people i'm like yeah. you're doing exactly what you would be doing to an immigrant in canada yeah you think i'm gonna turn to my dad and tell him like his accent isn't yeah. right or tell my grandmother like i can't understand you like all that's so stupid i never even thought any of these things mm-hmm. I got very distracted because two very hilarious birds. Holy smokies. Just landed on our um, balcony. There's another one up there too. See? Oh, yeah. Hi, you guys. Are you here to get food from me? It's not me. It's the grandma next door. She feeds you. So please stop pooping on my balcony. Because <laughs> it's all you do. Not not our nice grandma, by the way. A different grandma. Yeah. She's still a nice grandma. But she stopped feeding them lately because I think they poop everywhere. Going back to Mickey, when you saw her mm-hmm. and you came back, you yeah. brought an onigiri. Like she made an onigiri. Okay, so here's the funny part. Wait, yeah. So Mickey ordered pizza and I was trying to eat the pizza, but it was quite like, it was pretty heavy for me because uh-huh. I had just gotten back yeah. and we were trying to see Mickey ASAP because mm-hmm. she was leaving mm-hmm. or I was trying to. Sorry, the bird is now sitting on my watering can and totally going to take a big old dump ski Don't on you my sh- table. But I can't shoot him away. So cute. Nice. And it's his world. There you go. He's gone. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, right. So Mickey was like, oh my God, Mickey, Martina, I'm so sorry. Like, of course you'd want Japanese food. What was I thinking? Because uh-huh. she had um, a little bit of rice in her rice cooker. Yeah. And I said, no, no, it's it's fine, Mickey. Like, yeah. I don't need rice. I'm fine. And then she looks at me and I look at her and then I reach into the rice cooker and I like pull out the little plastic wrap mm-hmm. rice that she had. And I like took a spoonful of it and was like, mm, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I crave rice now. I And when you brought that onigiri Mickey back. made Simon an onigiri. Right. I hoovered it. I asked you first like, hey, is like, is you want any? You Excuse said, me. No. I'm trying to recover All from right. you hey. eating my special. Hey. You should have shared you a bit. You told me it was for me. You should have I still. ain't about to beg. <clears throat> I was craving rice. I needed it in my system. Uh-huh. And you brought it and I, I loved it. And I, I think... I think this is the weird thing that's happened to us. Something on a cellular level or a habitual level or cellular. I mean, every yeah. seven years, your body kind of like all the cells die, all the yeah. blood is changed, and then your your gut bacteria you know, changes and your cravings change. Your tongue changes, and I just I really want Japanese food always. Mm-hmm. And I was I always felt weird or like judgy, like whenever I heard about like korean people when they go to other countries mm-hmm. and they bring shin ramen with them and they just like eat the same food to be like why are, this is your chance to eat something else i totally fell you're like i apologize for having all the people that, that i've judged i'm so sorry i i do encourage you have an open mind to when you travel and, try, to other, yeah. and try it which we did like we but the craving for it's asian real. i haven't I didn't realize how strong it is yeah. in me now. You the, know? the other thing that we talked about, which was at first we felt pretty judgy on ourselves. We're like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like we're yeah. only eating Asian food. And we uh-huh. came to Canada to try to eat Canadian food. And yeah. then we stopped and we said, well, what the heck? 
this is Canadian food. Yes. We grew up eating Vietnamese food yes. and Jamaican food and Chinese food and West Indian food. Uh-huh. And we grew up eating dim sum and we right. grew up eating Thai food. Like, mm-hmm. so why are that we... That is Canadian food. That is Canadian food. food. It's not just poutine. It's not just like... Hamburgers or donuts Potatoes or yeah. and meat. It's like, it's many different cultures. I, I think yeah. that's a good part of Canada. Um, Toronto and Vancouver, you know, uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure Ottawa, Montreal and like other parts are the same, but yeah. we only really know Toronto the best, uh-huh. I would say, in Pickering. It is such an unbelievable believable multicultural place i think mm-hmm. i recently read a stat that i'm going to butcher because i can't remember it but okay. apparently canada has or like toronto has something like the most ethnicities uh-huh. of people in one area yeah like it's like got the most amount of ethnicity when we oh, fir- okay yeah like the the diversity of how many different types of cultures wild yeah even right. mini cultures like yeah, you yeah. might be like italian you know croatian uh-huh. like we're thinking like big name brand cultures but they also have yeah. little tiny cultures too right. like like really small places that you wouldn't think of like yeah. oh they've got really good th- um thai lao cuisine and you're like what lao thai is in the common kind of cuisine yeah exactly so um i think what we realized was to be a little bit less judging on ourselves Mm -hmm. for eating vietnamese food and thai food and all that stuff and saying that when we were in korea and japan Mm -hmm. we complained so much about how they're not getting it right and it sounds backwards to be like i am from toronto and i don't like the way that korea or japan is making my vietnamese food Uh but i'm sorry the people in focom 99 are vietnamese the menus in vietnamese and they can get the ingredients because toronto caters to multicultural communities right and like that pho was great pho and it was better than the pho i would have in korea right even though korea is significantly closer to vietnam the proximity to ingredients doesn't really matter right Right. that's a nice way to say it so Mm -hmm. like just because you're close to the ingredients of where a country might make something authentically doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that that country just because they're asian knows how to make it like Uh just because you're korean or japanese doesn't mean you know how to make vietnamese Mm -hmm. food like I'm white, am I supposed to know how to make all the European white things of the rainbow? I also think right? that we just need to get rid of the word authentic when it comes mm. to discussing cultures. I don't think it benefits anybody. Every time somebody uses authentic as a phrase, I want to be like, you don't understand. Like there's so many different things that go into this. There's not something that's purely Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a lot of Japanese cuisine is inspired by Chinese food, mm-hmm. right? And it's also inspired by a lot of French European food. food and- Canadian food is the same. Like it's inspired by so many different cultures cultures there's not one authentic mm-hmm. unsullied mm-hmm. pure country and i don't want to use that word anymore I, I think the way to phrase it is more like if you enjoyed it or not uh-huh. so i remember being on reddit and i had to kind of stop doing this for a while but yeah. i used to post to our sushi uh-huh. so our sushi is like a thread that talks about like sushi right so yeah. i'd always post all these pictures from japan uh-huh. like of the sushi we're eating and i loved sharing it with the community because mm-hmm. they'd share back yeah and some people were so shitty to other people about uh. if their sushi rolls were covered in sauces and they'd right. be like oh that looks like garbage like Ugh, look at all the sauce like it's right. not even authentic and yeah. the person's like well like fuck i liked it you know uh-huh. and they're like oh you should go to japan right. and i remember writing back a couple times and being like yeah well i live in japan uh-huh. and that sushi looks dope yeah it's never going to be japanese sushi right. because you don't live in japan mm-hmm. you live in somewhere in america mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that the food you're eating tastes bad right you can have bad food in the country you're in yes. you can authentically have crappy food in italy yes you can be like this authentically sucks like, you could it doesn't be mean. you could be in a like a real grandma shop in italy making italian food and she could be a crappy cook right like why right. does it just mean that like everyone's an amazing chef in every country? No. whenever food is bad it's not just a matter of like how close to the mark did it get. It's mm-hmm. it's also an indication of how good is the chef? Yeah. How good are your ingredients? Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with like a, a purity of an idea. Yeah. It's just what's your skill set? What's your resources? Perfect example. One of my favorite chefs um, who does the cookie barbecue chuck? Roy Choi? 
Uh, no, 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 no. I always mix up. Yeah, the Roy Choi Roy does Choi, it. right? Yeah. I always yeah. get mad because there's Roy Choi and then there's David, David Chang. Chang. Right. But so both of them are on Netflix a lot, and both of them confusing. are very Korean, and both of them are chefs. And and it's very yeah. But yeah. I like Roy Choi. Uh-huh. So Roy Choi has his Kogi Barbecue truck. Yes. When we were living in Korea, they messaged us like his sister was like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. you got to come try this out," and we're like, "Um, heck yes!" Uh-huh. And we drove all the way up to find it. It was still when the Twitter world you'd like search it. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. And when I first had their, you know. Um, Kogi was the one with the kimchi mixed yeah. into it and stuff. It was a match made in heaven. Like the the tart and the yeah. spiciness and the everything about kimchi mm-hmm. with the flavors of Mexican food, the way yeah. that they merged it together. That's a good fusion. That's a smart fusion of so ingredients that harmonize mm-hmm. with each other well. Yeah. You know? And when we say fusion, yeah. you know, it means that you've taken two things that no one would think necessarily mm-hmm. yeah. matched together and then you went, holy heck, right. this is great. And yeah. so we really enjoyed that. It doesn't matter if it's like, oh, in Korea, they don't know. Yeah. It tastes great. It's good food. Is it yummy? Are you enjoying yeah. it? Yeah. Like it's kind of like the cheese problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody on our um, how to eat ramen like a yeah. pro right. that don't know who we are will always be like, look at these dumb white people putting cheese in their food. Yeah. People in Asia don't do that. I'm like, I think Asia might use cheese more um, right. than processed cheese. Processed cheese. Yeah. Like a particular type yeah. of Asian tasting the craft processed singles cheese. Yeah. But it's not craft. It's, it's like, not craft. It's yeah. like their... Yeah. version of it right it, it's such a distinct flavor yeah. and like it goes so well with things like takalbi yeah. like korean takalbi and cheese is unbelievably good right but if you took that cheese and put it on top of a pasta dish made in italy Wouldn't be the same. you'd be like this isn't the same yeah so so i think that different cultures are learning how to put things into their cuisine and make it their own right like you wouldn't say korea invented cheese yeah. you know but they are so hardcore on the cheese train mm-hmm. you know and so is japan they mm-hmm. love their cheese they do love their cheese you know when we went to canada we didn't have anything with cheese you have to literally order I'm something trying with cheese. to think well poutine right was the only thing cheese curds but yeah you had it. to you had uh-huh. to order it it wasn't like we got soup and it came with cheese yeah. or we ordered this and it came with cheese like yeah, everything yeah. is kind of like cheeseless unless you choose to like mm-hmm. add it yeah right so interesting i've gone on a little bit of a cheese rant here but a little cheesy the, the point is is that we we enjoyed our time in canada we, did. we really love the asian food yeah. i miss the the scene uh-huh. like i miss how asian food in um toronto is so easily accessible right I loved the the Chinese food that we had, the delivery. Like, they're very different flavors. There's the, the Canadian Chinese food and uh, Japanese Chinese food, very different flavors as well. I really liked having that in Canada. Going for another one of your silent burps. If you could go ahead and keep talking instead of pointing it out to people. Okay, so instead of food, let me let me change directions a little bit because we talked about food for a long time. For 25 minutes! my job. How it's my you? job. We love food. We ate a lot of Asian food in Canada. Uh-huh. Um Another thing that surprised us was um, driving again. Oh, yeah. Because in Japan, we don't own a car. We haven't driven in Japan at all. Like, we've been driven around, but we were mostly just on our bikes. So having to go back to driving around mm-hmm. in Canada was... Because we drove in Korea. Yeah. And was, then we just stopped driving We Japan. just stopped driving. Like, I had a very bad experience of driving in Korea. It mm-hmm. was very aggressive and, like, so much honking. and People sh- don't obey the laws. Shouting and, like, yeah. running of red lights and... I, it was scary. It was, it, was ten- scary. it was tense. It was like, you're always worried that you're going to die. So you're constantly f- like, I'm going to die. I think the four years that we've had here in Japan without needing to drive and with much calmer driving, like nobody honks their horn in Kichijoji. Like good luck finding. You could wait outside mm-hmm. for months and you never hear someone honk <laughs> Even their when horn. we took, a, we had our bikes today coming from the grocery store. The mm-hmm. light was like our go, but yeah. there was a car turning and they were turning quite fast. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to hit us. And yeah. they just immediately stopped. Yeah. And I was like, right. Right. 
people stop here. Um, but in Canada, uh, just the driving was a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I just wasn't used to that aggression. Not and, just in like like young drivers, but mm. even in older drivers, they were very scary aggressive. Yes. And we realized that when we lived in Korea, the driving that was aggressive, it didn't really bother us when we came back to Canada because yeah. it was like kind of like less aggressive. Yeah. But now that we're in Japan, we've gotten even mm. less aggressive. So going back to Canada was yeah. a shock. And yeah. so some of our family and friends were like, well, what's the big deal? Like you've come to Canada before. Like what's the change? I'm yeah. like, the change was we were coming from Korea to Canada uh-huh. and now we're coming from Japan to Canada. Canada. So your perspective can change on things just from living in a different environment. Of like, course. What? Like if you have Korean driving at the very bottom of the driving mm-hmm. list, Canada, Canadian driving is better. I like driving, like Japanese driving better mm-hmm. than Canadian driving. Mm-hmm. So when you come to Canada from mm-hmm. either direction, you're going to have a very different perception yeah. of what that is like. We talked about that video a long time ago on like driving in Korea and how much we hated it. And mm-hmm. then people in the comment section were like, oh, you ain't never been to blank. And sure. so it's, it's right. just like that. People yeah. who live in maybe, I think it was Vietnam, India and China. Uh-huh. I remember a lot of people saying they lived there and people it were was really rough. about like driving in Africa as well. Oh, right. Yeah. So like to them, they might come to Canada and go, this is a cakewalk. Yeah. And come to Japan and be like, what's wrong with you people? I like, talked. I talked about that uh, with a lot of Uber drivers as well. Uh, like if I get a drive somewhere and like, you know, we talk about, yeah. you know, where you're no from. Uber in Korea and yeah. Japan, by the way. How long have you been living here? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like they talking, like we talk about Japan and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they say like, when I, when I tell them that driving in Canada is great, like it's like so like open and, yeah. and spacious, it's not trafficy like Korea. Yeah. Then they're like, yeah, they, they totally agree because from where they came from, it was oh. a lot more ag- aggressive as well. Yeah. Because Toronto is so diverse, you can talk to people from like mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Keep going. I, oh. I wasn't trying to stop you. I was just like, yes, Canadian has diversity. Um, the, the point that I wanted to get at was um, I wanted you to tell your story about the old lady <laughs> trying to volley. I'm, this is like the setup for the spike. I, I watched you. You were like, even old people. And even I went, old people. I, went, I, went, I don't care over. about okay. your setup. Okay. I'll tell you the story quickly. Yes. My mom and I was like three days into Toronto uh-huh. and we had already seen Simon and I, people pulling like U-turns from the far right lanes, like just disobeying the rules yeah. blatantly. And we were like, what's going on? Uh-huh. And like honking in parking lots. People yeah. are so mad at each other. Yeah. We were like, why is everyone so mad? When did this happen? Then my mom and I are, we're at Six Point Plaza, which yeah. is in Etobicoke, if you know, and there's like, we're in a middle lane. And you know, when you're in a middle lane and you're waiting to merge back into the main traffic. Uh-huh. And then there was a woman coming straight forward who wanted to turn into the parking lot. So we're both in the middle lane. Uh-huh. And my mom is driving. She's like in her 70s. Yeah. And this woman that comes up to us, we're both facing each other nose wise. Yeah. Right. This woman is super, super old and uh-huh. she wants to turn into the parking lot. Yeah. But now we're kind of too far in the middle lane that for her to uh-huh. use where we are. Right. But she can still turn. Sure she can. Like there was no there was no issue. You weren't stopping her from no. doing what she wanted to do. But she wanted to be, I think, further up down. Uh-huh. Like there's a bunch of entrance ways. Right. Well, anyways, as we're waiting for the traffic to go by so that my mom can enter traffic and uh-huh. leave this woman's middle lane, I kind of put my hand up to be like, oh, like, sorry. sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Sumimasen. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Well, she whips out her middle finger uh-huh. and then tells me, mouths the words to me, tells me to fuck off. Yeah. She's like, you, fuck you. and she's mouthing the words yeah. like F off, like F you. I don't want to get, get demonetized, F'd. but if you said everything that you read off of her lips. And my mom didn't notice because she's <laughs> trying to merge. Right? And I was like, oh, oh my. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, why is this person so angry? Angry. You're in your 
70s or 80s yeah you're just chill. like chill just like chill. why are you so mad at another 70 year old woman uh-huh. who's in the middle lane like yeah. there was no fender nothing when we are like really scary. when we're it. in kichijoji and like we have a taxi that picks us up like our street uh is a very tight street two cars cannot like one way like it's just a one-way street and sometimes like one car will come this way another car will come and they'll get face to face with each other no one's honking no one's frustrated be like okay we gotta, we gotta figure, solve this we gotta solve the situation i like that kind of collaborative of what can we do to solve this mm-hmm. i understand you're not a bad driver we're just stuck here on the road what can we do mm-hmm. so then like you'll like back up into like another person's yeah, they driveway usually back in the driveway so a lot of the person by and there's or... no anger mm-hmm. at mistakes i don't know how we get to a point in which like when we start driving mm-hmm. that we start getting so angry at other people for their mistakes to the point that we'd yell at them as if they like punched a baby yeah right like, there's like such yeah. an angry aggression over like parking lots yeah. and we we gone to parking lots before that were super open there's yeah. tons of spots but somebody takes like someone's spot like there's a perceived taking of it yeah and it's like cars are parked people are out to scream at each other yeah. and i'm like okay so i really don't know what has happened yeah. for this car culture to happen this way sure i think maybe because japan has had so many people they had to figure yeah. out how can we make this work without causing like massive chaos amongst I, our people i even felt that a little bit like i remember like being in a parking lot and, and going for a spot and mm-hmm. someone else grabbed it and i got a little bit upset about it mm-hmm. and i thought like you told me like why are you getting upset you can find out that's true yeah but is it just like when you get into an environment you start like feeling the same kinds of thoughts that people have the same kind mm-hmm. of energy that they have what what is it that changes people how did that mm. 70 year old woman get so angry at just like a bad maneuver and it wasn't even bad right? literally nobody yeah. did anything wrong yeah she could have still made her turn but she couldn't because she was turning left through three lanes of traffic yeah so she couldn't turn right at all my mom had to wait for the traffic to go by so she could go and she yeah. had the right of way sure and so turning left is never the right Mm-hmm. of way that's mm-hmm. why it's called the, the right of, of way. way and when you're learning a country that's going to blow some people's minds it's true i the remember right my, my um, teacher yeah. telling me that my driving teacher he's yeah. like it's called the right of way because it means they've got the right way they yeah. get to go first the person to the right every police thing will be like they had the right of way mm-hmm. right yeah so I, I don't know so i think environments affect you i think people being in their car a lot it creates like it's their environment yeah it's like their home now uh-huh. and they're stuck in this home with these radio stations and this traffic and they feel so frustrated uh-huh. But I kind of took it as I kept telling my like mom and my sister the same thing as well. And with you. Okay. So you can't do anything about this. Yeah. Like you're in your car and there's traffic and then you're stuck behind a street car, but you can't do anything about it. Nope. Are you going to park your car, get out, slash the tires of the cars around you, cut the wires and be like, everyone off the road and call an ambulance. And just to do what? To get home. All right. Everyone's trying to do the same thing. So it, to me, it's like, there's no point of being stressed about um, being in traffic. Mm-hmm. Probably this namaste happened to me because I've been driving since I was like 16 yeah, and yeah. I went through so much traffic hell um, going mm-hmm. to visit Simon when yeah. he lived in North York or Pickering and like I just had to learn how to like Daijobu Genshana it like calm Zuko you there know you yeah yeah so I do you think to stop recording I think I forgot how long we do this we podcast got, Simon's gonna go check the camera because if you're listening to the podcast the podcast can go on forever no, the camera totally stopped. but the camera did the indeed camera. totally stop did you press record on the camera I, again? I just pre- I just Welcome pre- back. Welcome back. Camera stopped recording. So, so I think for watching. that little blank blank spot, what are we going to do for the audio? Are we just going to like show uh, for the video, show some pictures in the middle? For those of you that are watching the pod video. You've already seen, you've already um, seen. A, a big black screen. Yeah. And it's probably pictures of me with eczema. No, no, we can find some Canada photos to, to shove on so. in there. Um, so that's it for our little podcast. We are definitely over our time now because the camera yeah. stopped. But there's so much stuff that we wanted to talk about, like uh-huh. people giving us the fingers, yeah. and like 
clothing Jamaican that food that we want no we just want to talk more about food Portuguese food Portuguese Ooh. food we got an Airbnb in a little Portugal that for like French cafe with those donuts mm. snow mm. Um, minus 20 when did this happen my teeth hurt when I went outside my body was like am I not Canadian anymore my mm-hmm. body was like what what is this I know it was it was terrible to like be so un-Canadian okay so now that we're done this podcast I gotta remember how to like import this and oh edit gosh, this and publish so this sorry. what are all the buttons one month away and it's just like all gone yeah now. why am i sitting here with my hands on both of my shoulders like Thank is this you. comfortable for you for, mm, mm, no how about this no that doesn't maybe work shake him yeah simon's holding his own um chest and he's just does that feel comfortable for he's you jiggling them for me he wants me to copy him but i'm not going to do that so okay. i'm just going to watch him go like bah, 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 bah. welcome back to our videos everyone <laughs> <laughs> uh this is what you signed up for uh jet lagged for two weeks that's yes. what i think two weeks I, of us we've been awake it's 2 34 p.m now we've been awake since 2 a.m mm-hmm. because of jet lag so i think this is making sense as to why it's so confusing yeah thanks everybody um, we missed you we missed you talking to you guys we're gonna get back to filming videos again and yeah. i'll see you soon and there's gonna be some changes in our videos because we're gonna try to be more um mm-hmm. Like I want to do a wellness segment, which yeah. I talked to you guys about, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna try really hard to be yeah. positive about how I'm doing badly and mm-hmm. then what I'm doing to combat it. Yeah. I don't want it to be just shit. I want it to be like yeah. a shit sandwich where I'm like, this is what happens when I'm tired, and mm-hmm. this is what I do to help it. So yeah. I'm, I want us to create like a wellness conversation yeah. where this is the year where all of us can go. Well, here's what I've done to help me, or here's yeah. what I've done, and we sure. can create like a conversation that's positive. Yeah, <sighs> let's see those happen. In an ironic twist, I'll be too sick to do this. <laughs> I'll try my hardest.